Welcome to the Isle of Misfits. My name is Nancy Carmichael, your humble host and chief misfit here on the Isle. And I don't know about you. I don't know. Do you do you have those friends that maybe I, it can be any length of time that you just you, you don't talk to each other? Like maybe you don't really live in the same town anymore, but every once in a while you just get a random text. And you get it, right? And you just go with it. And, and then you can just pick up uh, with, with like a, a phone conversation. And it doesn't even matter what you're talking about. You just pick up where you left off. Well, guess what? I do have one of those friends. And I have her on the line with me right now. Her name is Betsy Braun. I almost called you Betsy Ford, and it's been many years. It really, actually, no, I really didn't almost call you that. I've known you. When I met you, you were Betsy Ford. That's how long I've known you. But you're Betsy Ford. You were Braun Nancy now. Talvey. I was Nancy Talvey. Yeah, I did have another last name at some point in time. But hey, we're not here to talk about that. But yeah, you're <laughs> Betsy Braun, and you're my friend that sends me random texts every once in a while. And now we're recording a conversation. What is up with that? I'm already laughing. I don't know. <laughs> I just like sending you gifts. Is that what they're called? Gifts. It is memes. a gift. They're my favorite things. <laughs> Random memes, text gifts. And um, yeah, so why are we recording this conversation? Why not, actually, is the question. We're going to get to that in just a second. Um, but before we do that, I don't know. I usually intro my guests. It's usually so much more formal than this. So so Betsy, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push it over to you. I'm gonna let you intro yourself because I know you. You are like a woman of many talents. You are like actor, director, huh. extraordinaire. You got a theater thing going on. You got mm. lots of things going on. So tell us what's going on with well, you. Well, gosh. Um, well, when I met you in college, right? I was a I was majoring in theater, concentration and acting. You were. Um, and uh, and then I got married and had children. And dogs and cats, not in that order, but um, I have four kids. Uh, two boys were adopted, one from Russia, the other from South Korea. Um, and they, the, oh, I don't even want to say how old they are. It's okay. <laughs> My You're oldest safe here. is, uh, yeah, thank this you. is a safe My space. My oldest is 28. What? <laughs> but I, I know. No, I, I know. I just four, had to say so that. Oh, there's some great. And then uh, my daughter, uh, my oldest is from Russia, Sasha. And then we have Elizabeth. She's homegrown. She's 26. And homegrown. Uh, Martha, she's 20. Uh, and Ben, he's from South Korea. Ben Jong-won. And uh, he's uh, 17. 17. Uh, the baby. So the we, baby. He's the baby. He's the baby. And he's uh. so sweet. Um I don't know what to tell you. You know, now I, I you know, fast forward. Um, I did homeschool. Um, so that kept me busy. And then while homeschooling, you realize, gosh, I want these kids to have opportunities like I had because I was in the public school system. And I think I did everything, you know, extracurricular. Right. Right. Uh, so I said, Hey, let's, let's get a theater thing going. So we started. Why not? Really? Small. Because why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. So we started off and I thought, you know, since we're just starting and we should start out small, how about we do, Oh, I don't know, a five act play of Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> we, we pulled you it know. off. It was, it was unbelievable. I think know, I saw that show, nice. right? It was Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Let's do a show. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. that was oh Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Um, Cyrano, um, the perfect show. 
Yeah, right. So, you know, yeah, so, so we did the theater and it, and we ended up, you know, further down the line, um, we uh, formed a theater company, um, which isn't operating right now, partially because of COVID and partially because of um, uh, a huge family crisis that we had. Um, but um, yeah, so now um, I'm actually down in Florida um, taking care of my mom for a while. She was uh, diagnosed with a very rare LG1 autoimmune encephalitis, which is very, very rare, like one in hundreds of hundreds of hundred million or more get it. Mm. Uh, and uh, she lost uh, memory. It presented like dementia, balance and everything. And she is, but it, 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 it it's treatable and she's being treated and her memory is coming back and her balance has come back. She's very strong. We're praising God for that. Um, and that's where I find myself exactly at this moment today. Okay. In Florida. Wow. Wow. In Florida, See, which and is I, bummer, huh? Well, I was going to tease you about being in Florida and say something to the effect of, I hate you. Um, but <laughs> but since you're taking care of your mom, I guess I'll have to edit that part out. Um, yeah. No, but yeah. that's, I mean, wow. I didn't know that she was going through that. And, and yeah. all in just mm-hmm. one sentence like wow that you're going through that but yeah praise god that she Mm. seems to be responding to treatment and getting better so that's a lot to deal with that's a lot oh it was it was really rough and we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now so i'm feeling really good and of course i love talking to you that that brightens my day it's it's been hard it's been really hard uh, i admit it you know the lord and i have been talking a lot about it Mm. yeah and he's faithful yeah he sure is. And, you know, mm-hmm. this, well, this is a segue to all kinds of things that we could talk about, the faithfulness of God. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to segue to actually, so your random text to me today, I should probably just read it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we should play a stupid game, though. I mean, of all the people I've played stupid games ooh, with. I want to I mean, play a stupid I know. game I, I don't have a podcast and I'm like, oh, I know what I would say or, oh, I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, and we didn't even plan it because this is so this is so spontaneous. I didn't think of one. Oh my gosh! So, all right, how about this? How about this? We were talking mm-hmm. before we hit the record button about random movies that we never saw. What can oh, no. we do with that? Okay. okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So, okay. Classic so, movies. classic movies that you've never seen. Go. All right, I'll start um, you out. Funny girl, okay. right? Okay, we were talking about yeah. that. Although Everything I did just see it. Streisand was in, except for, is it Gentle? No, it's Lentil. Yeah, that was it's stu- Lentil. Lentil, stew, yeah. right? No, <laughs> no that's, that's the VeggieTale <laughs> version. Yentl? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's Larry the Cucumber sings. Yeah, he plays the lead. Oh, that's it. That. Yeah. So wait, Yentl, you have seen or you haven't? Have. I I have seen that, but anything else with Barbara Streisand, I have not seen. Oh wow! How's that? Wow! Yeah, I don't think there's so I, many my, places might be we could go with that. Yeah. So of all of all the terrible Barbara Streisand movies you could see, yeah. Yentl. Not a Star yeah. is Born. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. can't do it. Hmm. What's um, up? How about What's Up, Doc? You remember no. that one? No, so, I was going to uh, because it's directed by. Uh, uh, Bob. Do you know who it's directed by? I don't, but I have a clear memory Bob, of seeing it when I was like, away. just passed away. Uh, his, his, yeah, oh, bummer. I was, I was trying to sound smart. Oh, well, there's always and Google. I, and, I and now look I look it up. I, All right. Bada Bucci, Bada Ducci, Bada. Ba- 
Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing. Yes. But he directed it. Um, okay. I was, to an, I was listening to a podcast through TCM. He's being interviewed. Sucks with a B. I can't remember. Anyway, he directed it. I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And I started to check that one out. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to Yeah, it. I just remember so, no, as a child seeing it because at the very end, I think it's like the closing credits, um, Bugs Bunny comes out and they actually sing, what's up, Doc? And that's all I know oh, because wow. I was like, what? eight, seven, something like, and that's, that's all an eight or a seven year old would lock into. So, all right. So I haven't seen 80% of the movies that were ever made like in the sixties, except maybe every, really? No, but you of all people, I don't know why in my head. I don't don't know. I'm a prude. I don't like their hair. I don't like, you know, and when you're watching a period, you're a prude, you're a sixties hair, but like, it was too risque. They had risque hair in the 60s. No, no, they, it, it was, it was like, just, no, it was high. It was very high in shellac. <laughs> yeah, what do you call it? The beehive? I mean, if it's 18, the movie's set in 1871 and they have a beehive? No. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, okay. It That's away from the aesthetic distance. I, don't I have a whole that. rant about that. Yes, everything. And we do it today, too. Like, yeah. period pieces in terms of the period that we're living in now. I mean, Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The future in terms of, you know, yeah, the, the beehive mm. and the 60s miniskirt. And, yeah. I know. I get it. Mm. I get it. I hear what you're saying. How about, how about, how about this? How about, because how about five of your favorite classic movies? Go. Oh, okay. Well, you know the number one. You know, I, in fact, I don't even have to say it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No, no. <laughs> Although that is, yeah, it is, yeah. it's a timeless classic. No, It's a Wonderful Life, of course. Oh, yeah. Of That's course. it. That's it. That's, there's game over. We're done. That's, there's no reason to talk about any other movie. Well, no, I'm not serious. But I mean, that is the best movie okay. of all the movies that were ever made. And then my number two, yeah. wait a minute, I'm supposed to be asking you these questions, but... You've got me going. Yeah, but, so my number yeah. two, my number two movie, and I bet you've never heard of it, but I'm gonna make you watch it because I make everyone I know and love watch I'm this movie eventually. Down. It's called The Castle. It is a 1997 independent Australian quirky movie about this family that lives next door to the airport and they have this horrible house and just (laughs) mundane lives and the airport wants to take their property so they can expand and the whole thing is about fighting against the man and it is the best movie. I love this movie. It's quirky. Wow. I I just wrote it down. All right. There you go. I just I just wrote it down. So, in fact, that's two through five. I mean, I could name a few others. When Harry Met Sally, of course, is is, oh, yeah. is high up on the list. Rain Man. Basically, anything from like 1988 and 1989. I don't know what was going on in Hollywood those years, but like that was like the golden era of great movies. Princess Bride. Yeah. Harry Met Sally. Rain Man. Name some black and white ones. Uh, 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 uh. Who's oh, interviewing uh, who here? Oh yeah, black and white. I remember black and white, right? Was Harvey black and white? I know that's one of your favorites. Yeah, and it's a Wonderful Life, of course. Uh-huh. Unless, yeah, because yeah, I'm not into the colorized version. Thank you very much. Uh huh. All right, all yeah. right. Back to you. I've just blurted oh. out a bunch. It's you. Okay, ten of or five. Of my favorite classic movies? Sure. Why not? Um, it's your game. 
Okay. Oh, since you're asking. Um, since I'm asking. Uh, Ben-Hur with Charlton Heston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this time of year, uh, they play uh, um, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's wonderful. Um, no horses were harmed in the filming of it. Um, or so they and a, said. A, a film that's kind of maybe little known is called Rope, Alfred Hitchcock. Rope? Um, yeah. I don't you know that movie. That down. I okay, you, yeah, I am. I I'm writing it right now. Okay. Rope. Um, I have to, even though it's cliche, I have to say Casablanca. Black I and definitely white. Have to say, yep. I definitely have to say Double Indemnity. I don't think uh, I've seen that. Oh, you need to write that down. Oh my gosh, you got to. Is it's, that? Uh, it's so stylized and beautiful. It's with Fred McMurray and Barbara Steinwick. Is it Hitchcock? Oh, uh, oh I don't think so. No, it's film noir. Uh, hmm. Oh, Billy Wilder directed it. Fred McMurray yeah. from my three sons' fame, by the way. That is, and I yes, and I used to watch that. Yeah, I did. And I'll give you that was one, like when nothing else better was on. I'd watch that, but okay, yeah, you got one more. No, I'll give you three more. I'm gonna okay, hey, more. give I'm me as many you... as you want. We got time. Oh, okay, key, okay, Key Largo. Just keep, key Largo. Never saw yep. that. That's Humphrey what? Bogart, right? Write it down. Right, we um, had it all, lovely, just like Bogey yep. and Bacall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you, and this is a, a wonderful Christmas movie with one of your favorite people, Jimmy Stewart, and it's called The Shop Around the Corner. The Shop Around the Corner? How do I not know about right? this? Oh, we need to spend more time together. Okay. Yeah, so, so Shop I'm Around the Corner. coming to Florida. And, okay, all right. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird, and I'm going oh, to name yes. this one. That is I'm going to name one more, and I, and I hope everyone uh, listening to this will watch this movie, especially given our uh, politically charged atmosphere these days. Ooh, ooh, controversy. Mr. Smith, <laughs> Mr. Smith, Mr. Goes, Smith to goes to Washington. I did yes. see that. And all right, here's what I'm going to say about that. I think it was a, a fantastic movie up until mm-hmm. like the last five minutes. And then it just got ridiculous. Well, you know, it's like whenever, yeah, it's hard to write an ending. That's true. Right? That's so true. Many bad endings. You got to close the but deal, you, you know. It's hard to close the deal, you know. It's hard to close the deal. But it is a delightful movie. I think they movie. should have ended it with everybody just agreeing with him. You know, like, oh, I get it now. That's true. I can't even remember. Honestly, I just remember it was so hokey that I just, yeah, I, I just, I think my daughter and I were watching it. And even she yeah. was like, yeah. oh, no. But um, you know who else likes that movie? Who raves no. about that movie? Eric Metaxas. Oh, well, he's he's my buddy. Well, you know, he we we go way back. Yes, no. <laughs> you do go way back. Oh, we do. Yes, I've almost yeah. interviewed him several times now. So, um, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, hold on to that Aww. dream. So, But, hey, I'm talking to you, and yeah. I'd rather be talking to you right now. So, hey, I got That's a good list. I wrote them all down. Ben-Hur, Rope, Casablanca, Double Indemnity, oh. Key Largo, The Shop oh, Around so, the Corner. The Philadelphia what, Story. Oh, the that's, Phil, that's number nine. The, I never saw that yep. one either. Oh, it's hysterical. You can't take it with you. You must it's, have seen that. It's hysterical. It's, I've heard of it, but apparently, oh, yeah. I just, apparently, I need to I would expand my repertoire. I movies for the first time ever. But, okay. You know, but that's okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to throw out another one, and I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but it's one I was just thinking about, and I saw it recently, okay. and it's very cute. Mm-hmm. And it's set at SUNY Binghamton. Now, you and I 
are uh, we are alums from SUNY Buffalo, right? The State University of New York mm-hmm. at Buffalo. It was just for on the news years. recently, but yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. save that for later. But mm-hmm. no, SUNY Binghamton. So it's called the rewrite. Hugh Grant is in it. He plays a washed-up screenwriter. Can't get a job, so his agent gets him a gig as a professor at SUNY Binghamton, and it's a delightfully cute little movie. It really is. It? is. Yes, I highly okay. recommend it. I'm write that down. Marissa Tomei is in it. Um, oh, she's adorable. She is adorable. Um, and the I guy. There's a classic. Like oh, that. that yes. Language yep. alert, but it's funny. It is, yeah. It, it that's in the just lights the corners of my mind to go back to Barbara Streisand, mm. but um, yeah, that's a mm. great movie. But um, who else besides her? Um, the guy, my daughter Felicity, she knows his name. I can never remember her name. He's the We Are Farmers, the bald guy, mm-hmm. the commercial. Oh, yeah, sure. You know the guy who he is. Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, bald guy, he, but he he's in that. it too. Yeah, sorry, I, mean, I don't know your name. Really great drummers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, me, yes. Me, Oh, that me. was a disturbing yeah. movie. Yeah. So, yeah. But he welcome. must have worked out for that role. That was, he must like, have. Yeah, he was intense. That. Welcome to our yeah. podcast about all the movies that we've ever seen <laughs> in our lives. I think yeah. we could just keep on going and going and going. And we will. Perhaps we will even more because I think we're onto something here. Mm-hmm. But, all right, I'm going to transition. Thank you for playing the stupid game, by the way. Have you ever gotten a mug from me? Because if not, you're the I first. Haven't. All right, um, I'm all out of them. Name movie but... randomly, and you just keep talking. Okay, just so the, when the new order comes in, I think of it. you are the first one to get a mug. Otherwise, thank I'll... you. Otherwise, I've been sending people random things from our from my house. I appreciate so, that. The you know. I could use another coffee mug. Yeah, a coffee mug, or before I get them, you know, I'm, I might send you a dryer sheet or something, something from my house. <laughs> So you just, just so, know. so I can yeah. start my summer bonfire a collection. Oh, you can make felt animals with it because people—that's a could. thing on Etsy. I could, yeah. Okay, so Empire, Empire of the Sun. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this conversation so much, and I know everyone listening is loving it as well. So, why did I want to do this? Why did I want to record this? Well, this is right here. This is gold right here. But you know what? Okay. Let's get serious now, shall we? Yeah, I'm serious, Mark's brother. Go ahead. So I'm going to read the random text that you sent me that that puts just put okay. this whole thing into motion. So I have to go back because we mm-hmm. texted. Da, la, da, la, 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 la. Where mm-hmm. is it? Okay, this is it. Today at 10:43 mm-hmm. a.m. This is the random text. I got no context, just a text. Mm-hmm. Everyone is one step away from the worst decision or the best decision mm-hmm. now i don't know were you at a chinese restaurant did you get that off a fortune <laughs> cookie what prompted that my friend i don't know i was sitting in the living room and i was thinking about um when people talk about i was actually thinking about when people make they say i make mistakes mm. um i was watching something i think i don't know what it was but i just thought you know and, and because I'm reading a Dallas Willard book right now, um, well, it's not. Uh, you didn't that'll make it. you it's, think. It's, oh my gosh, uh, living in Christ's presence, and and I, I, it just a thought came to me. You know, Dallas said something like, "Put Jesus's words into practice and find them to be true." And what he, you know, what the book seems to be about, if I'm right about right about this, is 
Um, that's how you follow Jesus, you know. And I and I'm always I've always been so frustrated with how how how. And this is coming this is coming around to the choice thing I sent you. Uh, I'm thinking, um, you know, how do I grow closer to God? How can I increase my faith? You know, and and you know, and I hear people say I had a conversation with my oldest son uh, Sasha, and he said I'm so tired of not learning how. How do I do this? Where is the how? And I, I said, gee, yeah, that's true. How? You know, when you're listening to a sermon and they give you a principle and you don't get a how, I get kind of frustrated because yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know what you call that. Maybe I'm a little bit too all or nothing. And I try not to be because I used to be very, very all or nothing. Oh, well, but, okay. I, I have, I have mm-hmm. a little spiel about that, but hold okay. that thought. I don't want to take you away yes. from it, but this is, this is my thing. I've probably said it on this podcast and I'll probably write about it, but yes, you remember grade school, right? We had our math books. You remember the math books with all the little problems and things? But if you went to the very back of the math book, at least at my school, I don't know if I had a special math book or not, but do you know what? Mm -hmm. You could get the answers anytime you wanted. They were there like page, you know, from page 79, (laughs) problem 18 and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. There's the answer. That's great. Except mm-hmm. I don't know how to get there, but I have the answer. And this is exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So here's the answer, but it doesn't tell you how. So back right. to you. Okay. So so how? How do I um, grow closer to God? There's got to be, you know, I, I, I'm like, do I need to become a monkette? <laughs> a female monk? What do you call a female so, monk? Uh, I know Is Tony Shalhoub was the male monk, although you're talking about a different kind of monk. Oh, um, yes. Well, I a feel female, like a monk, a monk right yeah. now trying to figure yeah. this out. Perhaps, perhaps a nun. A nun would be. A, a nun. A nun. Yes. A uh, contemplative. Up, up, up in the, in the, a monastic in the nun. of Egypt. Yes. 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 But because uh, I'm thinking it has to be. I'm thinking it has to be this huge list of spiritual disciplines or at least a short list of spiritual disciplines. I'm, I'm, I'm just not getting there. I'm frustrated. Anyway, so I'm reading this book and I'm feeling so refreshed because what Dallas Willard seemed to be all about was putting Christ's words into practice and seeing if they are true. In other words, obey. And so I, I sent you that text. Um, our, our bad, what, what did I say? I said, uh, are everyone is one step away from the worst decision or the best decision. And I was focusing more on the one step, you know, where, you know, Dallas Willard says, you know what, look for ways to obey God. Look, you know, search, you know, read the word, but look for something. You know, I'm reading the word. So what, what am I doing with it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm looking for things that I need to, you know, confess to one another so that you may be healed. Oh, what should yeah, I need to, you know, how can I obey God? And it doesn't have to be a litany of things that I should do to get closer to God. You know, he's loaves and fish, right? You give him what little you have, and he expounds on it. Uh, he expounds. He he is so huge, and he honors those little things. And if we think we can do a big thing in order to get close to him, we are so mistaken. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I think I think a lot of people you know, tend to think, this is hard work, you know, I, I don't know how to get closer to God, I don't know, you know, why am I here? And 
it's not supposed to be like that. You know, following Christ is supposed to be easy. Actually, my burden mm-hmm. is easy. Or yeah. My burden is light. My, and uh, so that's that's where I am right now. And that's mm-hmm. why I sent you the text because I love, I love sending ideas to you. And I don't. I hope that made a little bit of sense. It did, and and actually, I'm glad mm-hmm. that I asked you because I think I'm trying to decide where I'm going to go even with this. So it's probably mm-hmm. best to just talk, and then I can always edit it out later, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> so where I initially went with that, I I was thinking more along the lines of. Yeah, choices versus accidents versus mistakes, which is a whole other thing we can talk about. But, um, but yeah, what you're talking about is we often think it's a monumental, like we have to just make these monumental declarations and actions, and those are the only things that count. Live heroically. Yeah. and Live, Be a Billy Graham. Yeah. It would be great. It would but be I bet great. You he did this. I bet you this is what he did. So here's you know, the thing. I bet yeah. you he just made those steps, you know, and obeyed God as he went along. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. You very well might do some monumental things. In fact, I would even venture to say you have done monumental things. But the monumental things only happen because of the, quote, little things that you do, the, the little decisions that you make every single day, most of which... I would also venture to say you're probably not even aware our decisions, our choices that you're making, right? Because mm-hmm. that was kind of the stream I was going on is like, you know, we, we make so many choices in a day. I mean, you know, let alone an mm-hmm. hour mm-hmm. that we don't even realize our choices that we're making mm-hmm. until they've led us mm-hmm. on one path or another. And we're like, oh, how did I get mm-hmm. here? You know, because... Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, yeah, certain things do just happen to us that, you know, there are tornadoes that we have no control over and there are, mm. there are external events, but I would say most of life is not that random external event. Most of life really is the result of choices that we're making, whether immediate or down the path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of uh, the show American Idol. You know, yeah, people. Well, of course. Up Why wouldn't you think nowhere. about that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they, what their goal? They want they they want to be the American Idol. Boom. You know, there of course, there's are. a lot of work that goes into that. There's yeah. a lot, you know, a lot of hard work if you make it so far. But it's interesting how we think. You know, we need to make our mark and we need to do these things. But you know, I was taught um, by uh, my good friend. Uh, Gail Chapel, you met her. She's a care counselor over there in B- Buffalo, where you are. Uh, and and she talks about how you hold your ministry or you hold your thing, you hold your idea, you hold your your theater company, you hold your children, you hold um, your position in an open hand, not a closed fist, right? And that that's a choice, you know, that you you shouldn't be afraid to lose something. You shouldn't be afraid, you know of those things because you're supposed to, you know, Dallas Willard talks about that. You're supposed to do what you, what you want to do, what you feel called to do and do your best at it, but don't carry the burden of the results and don't, don't try to be an American idol. Don't try to, you know, you know, those things, but uh, just talking about choice and and how people have these little choices. I, I, what I meant to say also is a choice in the wrong direction. It can be a small step. And it's interesting how we don't value, you know, the power of a small step. Mm-hmm. We, we just, 
and I've, I've learned to value that, that it doesn't, I don't have to be an all or nothing person, but you know, I, uh, one of my children made a bad decision, one small step in the wrong direction. And there was a cascade effect that was just out of everybody's control, you know, and it was just one choice, one step. And then you have, um, decisions that one might make that I've made, you know, one step, just one half a step, one step in the right direction. I'm going to obey God. I'm walking down the street and I'm going to smile, even though I don't feel like it. I'm going to smile at this person, you know, and you don't know, but it's not, it's not that I smiled at a person and that makes a difference. What makes a difference is that I felt maybe God was telling me to obey him. And I do that. Yeah. And that draws me closer to God. Well, yeah, because, okay, mm-hmm. in that one small step that you're talking about, you smiled at somebody. Well, maybe they smile back, which is great. That's an immediate, you know, a, a immediate mm-hmm. star for you or affirmation or attaboy. Or maybe they didn't. And But mm-hmm. even if they didn't, you responded, you were obedient, it put you in a better frame of mind. And it's, mm-hmm. as I'm hearing it, it's building momentum, you know, and we can build it in one way or another, right? All the choices yeah. that we make, a little choice. So, like... I don't know. Let's, let's talk about something that so many of us can relate to, you know, like food, right? So, Mm. you know, I don't know. I'm sure this can happen. I've heard about cruises where people, you know, can gain (laughs) 50 pounds in a week. Right. Um, But, you know, I I suppose if you ate one 50,000 calorie meal, you might gain weight overnight. But usually mm-hmm. that's not how it happens. It's usually over time, right? It's the incremental mm-hmm. things. It's that it's that extra piece of Wegman's ultimate chocolate cake. It's that, you know, mm. three three extra helpings of whatever. Over time, over time, over time, it builds up. It, it's incremental. That's how we put on weight, right? And we're like, oh, my gosh, how did I get here? 50 pounds overweight. Well, it probably didn't happen overnight. It probably mm. happened over a period of time. And it's not going to come off overnight, but it's a mm-hmm. series of incremental choices that we make, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's the bad news is usually thing, big monumental things don't happen overnight. Right. But momentum can be built. And mm-hmm. that's the power. That's what gets us to the monumental stuff is the momentum that we build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I found a as you're saying that I was thinking about a quote um, by Dallas Willard uh, and it, and, and he says to, you know, talking about small steps and going and following Christ going in the right direction and doesn't make a difference and blah, blah, blah. But to abide in his word means to put his word into practice where you are, where mm-hmm. you are, where you are, you yep. know, where, That's where important. you are. Don't sit and feel guilty because you're not where you think you should be, right? So put his word into practice where you are. And that is the pathway to knowledge. You know, and pathway to knowledge, I'm like, okay, pathway to knowledge. But, uh, you know, people die for lack of knowledge, not for lack of faith, right? So, right. and he, t- he talks about that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into all these itty bitty little things, you know, little ideas and stuff and, and, uh, I hope I'm connecting with you. Oh, oh, but you yeah. are because, all right, so here's mm-hmm. here's where your thought is taking me because, yes, we have to start mm-hmm. where we are, right? We can't, we, mm-hmm. can't, we can't start from where we should be because we're not mm-hmm. there yet, right? So we have mm-hmm. to start from where we are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
But here's the thing. Again, it can go in either direction or any direction, I suppose. But mm-hmm. if I keep going, say, all right, let's let's put a positive spin on this. If I keep eating healthy, if I start today at my present physical fitness and weight and all that, if I start where I am, mm-hmm. what will happen if I keep making these healthy decisions? Where mm-hmm. am I going to go? So I'm not there mm-hmm. today and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a month, two months, six months, whatever. But if I keep mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing and it's healthy and it's good and I'm drinking water and I'm, you know, doing all the, all, all the healthy things that I can for my body, where mm-hmm. is that going to go? Right. And vice versa, if I do all the unhealthy things, where is that going to take me? And you can apply this to just about anything. The thoughts mm-hmm. we think lead to the actions that we take. And they're all taking us somewhere. It may not take us there today or even tomorrow mm-hmm. or a month from now, but eventually mm-hmm. the choices we make mm-hmm. do take us somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds mm-hmm. almost so, so simple. It's like, oh, really, people, mm-hmm. are you talking about this? But you know what, Betsy? Mm. Yeah. If it really was that simple and we had a handle on it, I, I don't, I, I don't know mm-hmm. that we necessarily would live the way we're living. Cause I think yeah. a lot of times we're divorced from our own choices. We don't make that connection. Oh, you mean mm-hmm. I'm here because of a choice I made, you know, that first choice a year ago <laughs> that led to mm-hmm. another choice and another choice mm-hmm. and another choice, you know, and I don't, I, I don't think we often think that way. Yeah, you know, I think I think we're we are talking about everything, right? You know, uh, you know, if you're anything like me, <laughs> maybe start eating healthier, and right. You know, and we I say, yeah, see... I start there because that's that's the one we can all relate to, and it's it's <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah yeah, and, and so I want to eat healthier, right. and I don't see any results right away, and and so we don't appreciate the journey, but the idea, see why you know the the parallel that I'm seeing here too in this conversation is. I'm going to eat well because it's good for me, or even better than that, I'm going to eat well because I, I am being called to be a better steward of my body, and I want to find ways to obey God. Now, when, when my own kid obeys me, I, I love these examples. People always say, well, you know, compare it to a, a child and their parent. But, you know, as a parent, when a child, like, obeys me, when one of my kids says, okay, mom, you know, I, I'm going to just choose to agree with you, and let's see where this takes us, right? I mean, I feel closer to my kid, you know, right. and I think, it, I think it bonds us in a way. But I, and I really think that's how it works. I really think it's that simple, and that's why I say I think we're talking about everything. It's, it's not just doing something to get to a place. I'm doing this because right. I want to be closer to God. Right. Right. You know, but in the meantime, I want to be doing this because um, whether or not I feel it working, whether or not I feel God, whether or not um, I know where this is taking me, it's none of my business. I'm going to do, I'm going to obey God right now and whatever this is, you know, I'm going to sweep the sidewalk for my parents so they don't have to. I feel like God is pointing at the sidewalk. Just go ahead and do that. Really? Like, is there more? Because it's, no, it's where you are right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps that's why it says in Ephesians, right, to make the most of every opportunity. Maybe that's why, because we're here now. We're not tomorrow yet. 
I'm not in Florida. Mm-hmm. You're in Florida, right? You're not in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm in Buffalo. So we make the most of the opportunities that are before yeah. us right now. And that's going to be more of a discipline for you, you poor kid. I know. In Buffalo. You know, there, I, is it yeah. snowing? I don't really hate oh. you. No, no, but I did see I did see yeah. something that I didn't like in the forecast, but we're not going to talk about that right oh. now. But, yeah, okay. All right, so how about this? I'm going to throw this at you. So, all right, mm-hmm. one, one good choice may not get us to that monumental destination, right, because it's just one choice. Um, and that can be mm-hmm. depressing, right? Oh, you mean I, I ate a piece of celery and I didn't lose 50 pounds. You know, um, so that's depressing, but... As you said, no, this is what I can do right now. I can't yeah. believe it. I'm I'm going to invoke James T. Kirk in Star Ooh. Trek because he Make said right so. now, just today, just today, yeah. I uh-huh. won't kill anyone. That's for my husband, Ken. I don't know if he'll listen to this or not, but that's a famous <laughs> line. But yeah, but just, just for today, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for now. So the depressing thing is... I, I guess you could look at it as depressing. It re- It isn't really, but you could say, oh, I did the good thing and I didn't see the result. I'm yes. going to flip it because there's good news, right, that goes with that. So by the same token, that, that screw up, that bad thing, oh, I made a bad choice. Guess what? It's one choice. It doesn't define yeah. the whole thing. It's That's one right. choice. So you're not right. obligated to keep, to follow that path. You don't have to. No one says you have to. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Right. We learned that in college, didn't we? We We did. I remember that. I think I remember even talking about that. But yeah. Yeah. What do you know? I mean, what a relief too, right? Yes. 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 So, you know, it's almost, you know, I said it before, it, it, it is like I'm not. I'm almost not, almost not supposed to be, I'm almost not supposed to care about the results. You know, when I was, I used to lead worship at a, at a church I did for 10 or 11 years, 12. Um, and, you know, I felt like the Lord had me go about that with, you know, starting out with prayer with everyone and saying, okay, Lord, give us the power and the ability to put aside everything that we are concerned about. Just put everything aside. And let this just entirely be about you, just you, you know, everyone, you know, and everybody had their burdens. Everyone, you know, had their things. I'm always trying to be conscious of that, whoever I'm talking to, I don't know where they're at or what's going on, especially when you're talking to a crowd of people, you don't know what's going on in there. And it's a difficult thing to put everything aside and just focus on, on Christ. But like, that's what worship is, right? You take your eyes off yourself, you place them on Christ. And I feel like that that is a lot of what we're talking about. It's like, you know, we, we, we see a destination. We know where we want to get, get to. We want to be close to Christ. We want to know him better. We want to be more like him. Um, mm. But putting all of those desires aside and not carrying that burden and just taking that next step of obedience, whatever it is, you know, That's I tough. really feel like I'm talking about everything. Well, you know this, what I mean? This is. Yeah. This, this, you know? is this is everything. Right. Yeah. Because, OK, yeah. Cast all your cares on him mm-hmm. for he cares mm-hmm. for you. So. All right. So I'm just going to blow the lid off of this and maybe end our friendship mm-hmm. right here and now. Yeah. So <laughs> here's but here's the thing. I think, you know, you've kind of grown up in the church. So have I to a great extent. And so I, I, I know the culture fairly well and I'm grateful for the church. Um, 
but here's something where I think maybe our contemporary church or modern church or whatever, like the, maybe the American church, I don't know, because I haven't been everywhere, just here. But one thing I haven't heard a whole lot about, or I'll say, I'll put it this way. One thing I hear a lot in my upbringing is this whole idea of Christ next to me, Christ, the unseen guest at every meal, Christ, you know, follow Christ, like the external Christ that we're trying to obey and follow and be more like Jesus and draw closer to him. And that sounds very holy. And I'm not saying we don't follow him. I'm not saying we don't obey him. But Betsy, this is where our friendship might end if you think I'm crazy or you can call me out as heretical. But the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of of glory. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. Mm. And I'm not talking about everybody because not everybody can say that. But mm. once we were separate for, from him, once we were dead in our sins, once, you know, our hearts mm. were desperately wicked, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, for the Christian, yeah. we are a new creation. So this whole idea of, you know, we're trying to be more like Jesus. So what what we're really talking about is accessing the deepest and truest part of who we are as a Christian because the core is Christ in you. That's it. The that's hope it, of glory. It. Yes. All right, that's so it. I didn't lose you as a friend. Okay. No, I'm no, glad. Have you seen the movie Moonstruck? <laughs> I did. Yes, that's it. Yeah, so you're going to smack me, right? Yeah. She said when she asked him the like, Yeah seem to be son-in-law the answer to her yeah. question why does her husband right. why is he unfaithful well he's afraid of death and that's, said, it. that's it <laughs> that's doesn't it, she that's smack it, him that's it yeah and i'm saying to you that's yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> that's it i'm done with you no i moved no yes. but why that's don't it. we hear this teaching more is my question gosh you know and you know you're bringing up you know yeah and i'm i'm immediately you, you say why isn't the church and i'm, and I'm thinking discipleship you know, and I'm and and I know, you know, as we go along, obeying God step by step, as we go along, we are supposed to be discipling people, and I think that, I think that this is missing. I think that, I I do. I I think it's, I think it's missing. You know, the you know we we miss the idea of community and, and discipleship. What it really means. I would love to be discipled right now, but there's no one. I mean, there is. That's that. That's probably not true. There is. There's. There's opportunities to be discipled. I. I need to. I need to walk that back. There are, at, at the church that I go to, discipleship is very, very important. Very, very important. Um, right. And. Uh, yeah. And but, you, And you know what? Whether you know it or not, I bet you're discipling people, and you're probably, like you said, I. I like mm -hmm. that you. Mm -hmm said I'll, I'll walk the back because i could say the same thing like i'm not in a formal discipleship program right now but you right. know what we got people in our choice. lives right now you're mm -hmm. discipling me and it's right. not no I, I know we don't meet for coffee every tuesday or whatever um but right. sometimes we get that we get that mentality well it's not discipleship if it doesn't look like a formal program yeah 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 there it is and so right right thank you so much for that right and so there's that sense of community and a sense of you know, I want to follow Christ and I don't want to make this up as I go. And I want God. I don't, I don't want something else. I want God. You know, yeah. I want God. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to feel good. 
I do, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was talking to my sister and she thought I sounded horrible, you know, cause I said, I said, well, she said, I want my kids to, I just want my kids to be happy. And I said, I don't want my kids to be happy. <laughs> and she was oh, like, excuse you. me. And I said, well, no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I want them. I would love for them to be happy. I said, but what I want for them yeah is to be a follower of Christ and find their joy and meaning and, and right. their, even their identity in him. You right. know? Yes. Is, You're not wishing a pox upon them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's exactly it. I mean, right. what parent doesn't, yeah. I mean, of course, in the big picture, you want joy for your children, but, right. but that temporal stuff where, Hey, I'm just going to keep you entertained and amused and, and it's not enough. It's not enough. It's empty. I don't, I don't want it. You know, I'm a, I'm an actor. I, I, I love the stage and I did it in the beginning because I loved the applause. Uh, big deal. <laughs> you know, everyone right. applauds right. and you go home and you're back to square one and right. you need that void filled in your life. It's ridiculous. And instead acting for me, you know, it's all about telling a story. It's about serving the person who's in the back row who can't hear very well. Well, I'm going to speak loud enough so they can hear me. I'm going to tell them a really good story, maybe even a redemptive one. You know what I mean? It's not about the applause anymore. It's about serving, right. you know? And, right. and, that, and, and as I speak that to you, I feel, you know, closer, you know, to in my relationship with God. I feel, um, I just, I feel that it's, I feel that it's right. And I don't feel justified. I just feel like, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's going in the right direction. And you know, what's interesting. I just want to throw this in because I don't think I could ever have another opportunity to share this on the record. Um, the, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you seen the series, the chosen? I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a. Uh, it's so good, but you know, they call themselves, I think it's the loaves. They have this idea of loaves and fish, loaves and fishes. Right. You know, you give yeah, Jesus right. what little you have and right. he extrapolates, he makes it, you know, and that was our theme when we started our theater company, you know, and then along comes the chosen and that was their theme. I thought, well, wow, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. I just wanted to get that on the record somehow. Yeah. So that was that, awesome. that you were first. To make sure, yeah. You were. Yeah. Okay. Do you hear that? Uh, what's the guy's name? He's the uh, left behind uh, guy's son. I, yes. Jenkins. Yeah. I, I could use a job. Somebody, but, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure he's going to listen to this. So, um, hey, now you know. <laughs> now you know. But okay. But you know what? I I want to tie this back together because what what you're talking about, at least what I'm hearing, you're talking about being who you really are. It's not about the applause. It's not about even oh, I want to feel good about myself. Right? I need to self actualize or or you know self esteem. What we are talking about is. Being who you really are, who God made you to be. And the truest part of who you really are, Betsy Braun, is Christ in you. And, you know, it's not, I mean, it's Christ via you, right? Because for some reason, he thought the world needed a Betsy with all the ways that you're wired, right? All your talents, all your quirks, all of it. He made you intentionally, on purpose, for a purpose, right? You are wired by him and it's Christ in you. So when you do something, yeah, you could say I'm doing it for Jesus, but you know what? You're doing it with him because he dwells in you. So when you're serving him, you're, ser you're doing it together. Yeah. It's, it's that union. You know, we talk about 
you know, the, the union of, of marriage, which is a mystery. But I think the reason it's a mystery is because of the union. It reflects the true union of our, of our union with him, Christ in us. Right. He said he's yeah. given us. He, what did Jesus say? I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. So it's all about union with him. Yeah. And it's about his fame. Yeah. 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 His glory, right? Not us. His you glory. Know, I and think when yeah. you get to that point where you, where you accept that, you know, especially, you know, again, as a, an actor, right? Uh, being in theater, I mean, what's my job, right? To be on stage, right? Right. Um, I'm musical. I led worship. And that's where I learned. That's where I learned when I was leading worship because I went from being performance oriented, you know, um, being useful to God, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. <laughs> oh, I think I could be useful for God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you could. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it, 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 there was a, a switch. You know, I had great pastors, uh, Larry and Karen Nobles. They were great. And, you know, they taught me about worship and what it means. It means literally take your eyes off yourself. Well, how do you do that when you're an actor? Right. It's about you. No, it can actually, anything can be about God, and that's what we're called to. To me, that's a mind-blowing ideal. It really is. mind-blowing realism, I should say. It's, yes, it's a real, and what blows my mind is the fact that, yeah, the more we think about us, the more, the less free we are. But when we, when, when we're free from concern about ourselves, that's when we, we can become who we really are. Because mm-hmm. again, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not this Gnostic idea that somehow our flesh, is, you know, that our physical bodies are evil. They're not. God created them for glory, all that. I won't even try to unpack all the theology there but the but the point is he created us for a reason and when we are fully functioning as who he created us to be we're not consumed with ourselves whether it's with our feelings whether it's with our need for fame or whatever it's we're free from that so that we can be who we who we really are because he doesn't want us to get out of the way he wants us to let him have his way through us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and every choice. So this is where we just wrap it all with this beautiful bow. Every <laughs> choice that we make reflects either I'm agreeing with that or disagreeing with it. Right. I mean, it really is that simple. So the, yeah. if Christ is in me, I'm either agreeing with him or I'm saying, nah, I think I have a better idea. Right. And, and how do we agree? to whatever degree. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, we can intellectually agree. Right. We've heard that phrase before. We can intellectually agree. But I think we need to act on it. That's part of taking that step. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Because that's that's the choice. Right. It begins with thought. begins, Yeah. And then we we act. Yeah, that's right. I agree with that. You know, I used to think, okay, I just need to intellectually agree with something. Yeah. Lying is wrong. I agree with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Next time try to... to shade something or, oh, I'm reminded and I'm like, okay, I can either lie, make myself look good, whatever it is, or I could just obey in that moment. You know, right. and I, in theater, when I, when I teach students acting, I tell them it's all about moments. When you're watching a play or a movie, you remember moments, right? 
when you when you saw the movie when Harry met Sally, I bet you one moment comes to mind. That's really really funny. Um, so the crowd, <laughs> the crowd favorite. Yep, yep. <laughs> right. I mean, and you you know, I'll have what it, she's it's all having. About, yeah, yeah, and it's all about moments. It's not about you know, I memorized, uh, you know, a page of lines and people are going to remember that. No, they're going to remember how funny she was running with her arms flailing. You know, they're going to remember moments that were funny or they're going to remember moments that are poignant. You know, it's and it's all about moments. And I believe God is all about moments, you know, and it never felt like enough to me. Moments, please. You know, I need to I need more than that. I, it's got to be more than that. Well, no, it's not. And and that's something we have to submit to in Christ, that it's all about him and what he can do. We give him our lousy little dried, yucky fish and bread, whatever that is. We just give him what we have, which isn't much. And he takes that, you know, and he can he can feed the 5,000 plus all of the women and children, right? That's right. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I believe that. I, I know. I know God is a God of miracles. I know that God is living and active. I know these things are true. It's just true, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Amen. I'm right there with you. So he takes our moments, right? He takes our moments, and he he does what he wants enough. with them, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. enough, you know. And I don't yep. think we should say, "Well, I'm only going to live moments." I don't think that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't want any of it twisted. Right. But you know, we right. got to go forward. Big or little. Well, that's just it. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I'm hearing shades of, you know, some of those moments, like the memorable ones, right? I'll have what she's having or arms filling or whatever. That's a monumental moment, right? But even those monumental moments, you don't get there without the little moments in between, the moments of preparation, the moments of discipline, the moments that nobody even knows but God. So I made this choice today. I chose to say yes to you rather than indulging in something that would not have been fruitful or productive. So it's not about sin management. You know, we, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. You know, God's not interested in, in sin management. Yeah. He's interested in holiness. Yeah. He's interested in, in cultivating the truest part of us for Christians, which is Jesus himself. So everything we do is either, is, is either building that momentum Mm-hmm. Well, it is building momentum one way or the other. And again, yeah. the pressure's the pressure's off and I, I don't I mean I don't mean like, oh the pressure do whatever you want is fine. But one moment, one decision is not defining. It's what you do over and over and over again. And that's yeah, and I I think that's um uh, mm-hmm. there's great relief and great joy in that. That we don't have to do it all ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Say that again. I, I hear the parable of the talents in the midst that, of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a story about right? that. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. I only have one talent. Oh, well, what are you doing with it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to bury it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So. And you'll be trusted with more later, let's see. Let's say. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's nice, too. But I'm not going to yeah. carry the burden of the results. Right, because right. that's, that's, that's not up to us. Right. Yep, we're right. called to, yeah. I think we've just solved all the problems for every well, Christian in the world. Really thanks. Good. Hey, that's thanks, good. Betsy. I knew something good would come out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody tell a joke. Hey. Uh, I think we've been laughing this whole time, and that's why I love talking to you. Betsy, I'm going to let you go now because I, I really do think that we've we've come full circle in this one. Um, but thank you. 
thank you, you for uh, for sending me that random text. Thanks for uh, you know agreeing to my crazy idea of recording a spontaneous phone call such as this has been. But um, I'm just believing somebody out there besides you and me and uh, Jenkins guy needs to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be cool? You never know. You never know. Help build a set. I'll do anything. Okay. Did you hear that? She'll do anything. All right. It's out there. It's out All right. there. Thank All right. You. Hey. Hey. You. Thank you. I love you. And um, maybe we'll do this again soon um, because there's a lot of movies we've well, yet to discuss. I think, I think that we are the church ladies. We are. No, I think. What did we decide? We're the get um, kicked out of church ladies. <laughs> I like that better. It counts to me. Hey, yeah. it's, it's, see, it's a moment. It's a moment of practice for the ultimate goal. So, um, yeah, if we could do it. Hey, if the office ladies can do it, we can be the get kicked out of church ladies. I like it. I think, I think there, it's got a certain ring to it. So, all right, I'm up for it. Okay, great. All right, hey, we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Love you. Bye bye. I love you too. Bye. Every day.